first of all, guys, congratulations. This is our 10th episode. We have reached like a milestone episode of What Do You Know About Sports? So congratulations to uh, to all three of us. Did you guys buy me anything or? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy you something. We're going to get you some Valentine's cards for tomorrow or something. <laughs> Thanks, Lance. Well, welcome to What Do You Know About Sports? We've got Gary Jeffries, a former coach. We've got Lance Roberts, former referee, and myself, Randy Simon, former sportscaster. And we've got lots to talk about this week. And uh, I guess the hot topic is this Morgan Riley hit on uh, Ridley Gregg of the Ottawa Senators. And uh, I, I, I'm sure if you're watching uh, our, our, our show here or listening, you, you've seen uh, this uh, incident on replay where Greg scored an empty net goal by literally just booming a slap shot into the empty Leafs net. And, um, and Riley went after him, cross-checked him in the head, and, and uh, now is uh, facing a suspension. Uh, as we record this, it is Tuesday morning, and the uh, in-person hearing is scheduled for later today. So we'll probably find out after we have finished recording what that suspension is. But uh, fellas, I mean, what did you think about that hit? Lance, I, I mean, you've been on the ice for many hits. Uh, that one was very memorable. Well, I think the thing I look at there, and I mean, I've had, you know, I've listened to a lot of people, even the guys in my locker room with the hockey I played on the in the morning, is that there there, there seems to be a, a kind of a, a thought process where well, the guy was showboarding, he deserved it, and all this stuff. My comeback to them always is the fact that cross-checking a man in the head is not, you're no longer playing hockey. You're no longer, it's not about the game anymore. And I don't think there's anything today in the game that you're going to be able to say warrants a man to go over and cross-check another man in the head, especially at the level of hockey we have it, that they play at today. I mean, back in the day when I refereed, you had a lot of, you know, fighting would go on. There was a lot of animosity in situations. There were some ugly, uh, ugly incidents in those days that we're trying to get away from. We're trying to change the game of hockey. We're trying to change the way people look at the game of hockey. I believe the bet was going to come down hard on this because it's, it, it's a mark on the game. It's, it's something that that you know that the players are going to learn that you, you know he always sends a message like he did with Dale Hunter when he did what he did in that hockey game where he he ran the guy at the end of the the game after scoring the winning goal. Those are things that he will definitely. I think that uh, Morgan Riley will be suspended pretty you know uh, around six games or five or six games I think because they're moving forward with the league. They don't want stuff like that anymore in the league with with players acting in that manner. Like what did the guy do? He shot the puck hard into the net. Ottawa's been having a rough year. They're excited that they scored this goal. They're excited that they win the game. And you go over and you cross-check a man in the head. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think the Roaring Riley should be suspended. I, excuse me. I, I understand exactly where, where you're coming from there, Lance. Um, the, the only thing is with the Leafs, um, you know, we, we, we can't have it both ways. Um you know, we, we get on them, we, we get frustrated with them because there's never a response to anything. And and you look back to to, to uh, Lilligren when he got uh, he got run into the boards there by March and 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 really other than a little lip service, there was no response. And and that's the thing that keeps uh, you know keeps happening with that crew. And and at least we got a response. Uh, and so I, I give Riley credit for that. Um, he, he's not a kid that, uh, you know, I, I looked it up. He, he's had 23 minutes in penalties this year. 
uh, he, he, he's not a goon. He, he, he's not that kind of kid. Uh, it was, uh, you know, that the, I guess the, the heat of the moment, uh, disrespect showed by Greg, uh, that foolish to go up there and, and, uh, and slap it into the net that he didn't need to do that. Um, and, and so, yeah, we got a response. Um, you know, and, and sometimes with these suspensions, right or wrong, um, you know, the, the, the end result, uh, is, uh, is factored in, and, and uh, Greg didn't get hurt. Uh, yeah, you don't want to go after his head, but he, he was okay. He got up and, and uh, you know, was fine. So um, I think he'll get suspended. Uh, I, I don't see f- five or six games. I, I see maybe a couple of games. So, um, anyhow, that, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. I, well, I, mean, I like the fact that mm-hmm. Sorry, I like the fact that he responded. I mean, you're right. We're always harping on the Leafs for grit and and character and stuff like that. But just the way, I mean, to go up with a with a two handed cross check right in the head, uh, that was that was just uncalled for and ridiculous. And it, I I I agree that uh, he's going to get more than uh, four. I I think he's going to end up with five or six. Um, it, it it was just dumb. I mean, what Greg did. Yeah, okay. It, it it was it was pretty stupid, but how different was it really than you know, in an NBA game late where a team's up by a lot and a guy gets a, a free path to the basket and he goes in for some, you know, uh sensational dunk. Uh you know, you don't see uh, the entire opposing team jumping all over the guy. Uh I just thought it was sort of uh, a, a bad move and a bad look on uh on riley's part especially with the cross check yeah. and if he gets suspended six I, i've got no problem with it well you're looking at the man's livelihood when you go and you cross check a guy to the head like i remember in a game one uh in washington with uh philadelphia and um i had a game with dale hunters playing for washington and keith primo for some reason i don't know why like dale hunter got under his skin and he took his stick going behind the net and took it and broke his stick across Dale Hunter's back. And I'm and I'm just like, what? Like I, I'm saying to Keith as he's as I'm calling the penalty, I'm going, Are you out of your mind? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, you, you just can't do that. And Hunter, as soon as he saw my arm go up, he's like skates away. He's he's happy, right? He's drew he's drew the penalty. You know, and those are the things in the game we gotta we, we want to get rid of in the sense that, you know, that kind of reaction to something was way higher than it had to be. He could have went over to the kid and gave him, you know, slammed him a bit, or, you know, they could have dropped gloves or something like that, or, you know, punched him in the head or something like that. But to go and cross-check him in the head was over the top. And I don't know what there was something in the game that happened that caused him to react that way, too. There could have been something earlier. I didn't, you know, I didn't see the whole game. But a kid going down the ice and taking a big slap shot at the net. Did you see the Detroit Red Wing do the celly there, the little dance when he scored the winning goal in overtime or in the shootout? I mean, those are things that are fun to see in the game. You know, they're, they're not something that I think you should, you know, be reacting like that to to a kid just scoring a goal. And it could be just because they're excited that they won a hockey game finally in Ottawa. They've been having a rough year. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm not condoning uh, Riley's action. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, looking for, for reasons. I I think there's some major frustration going on in that Leaf, uh, Leaf hockey team. <clears throat> and uh, you know the, the the pressure is on right now. They're you know they're they're in a wild card spot uh, or whatever that's called. Um, and uh, 
you know, I, I, and they're, they're, they were going to lose that hockey game. And uh, so, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's that, that's not the way to handle it. Uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, you don't want to hurt the kid. I totally agree. Um, but at least we got a reaction. Yeah, that's the thing that's good about that. But I just my biggest biggest thinking that down the road, listen to Reeves on uh, his interviewer about it, and is that they may go after the kid in the next game. I hope that doesn't happen. That's that would be just ridiculous. That would be stupid. Yeah. That that that's now almost reminding me of you know Marty McSorley back in the yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah. Um, How about Bertuzzi? Or Bertuzzi, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. no kidding, Bertuzzi. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing with the Leafs. Uh, you talk about them being frustrated, Gary. Uh, they're going to probably be a little more frustrated now because there's certainly a suspension coming, and uh, you know now they're going to be l- losing their, you know, their most talented offensive defenseman. He uh, Riley eats a lot of minutes. He said points, uh, something like 27 points in 28 games. And uh, now they're going to be without a, a real valuable asset like that. And uh, that, that ain't going to help. I'm just, I'm just wondering what the holdup is. You you keep hearing that uh, Trey Leving is, is, you know, he, he's going to pull the trigger on, on some kind of move here. Uh, he better make it pretty soon or it's going to be too late. Uh, you know, that... Uh, I, I'm just, uh, you're, you're right with, with, with Riley out now, um, you know, that, that defensive core is, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's not the strongest. And, uh, so I don't know how they're going to survive if he's out for a number of games. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see too, it, are, are they going to be using, and Lance, this would be something for you. Are, are they, would they possibly be going back to 1993, 31 years? And using Dale Hunter as a precedent here, because the the play actually is very similar in what happened. Um, uh, and uh, <clears throat> Dale Hunter hits Pierre Turgeon after that goal, and he got 21 games for that, albeit uh, Turgeon suffered a concussion and missed six of seven playoff games or something. Well, that that was basically Gary Bettman making a statement. That was Gary Bettman coming into the league and let, putting the league on notice that these actions are going to be severely stopped because the market of the league does not want to have these kind of things happening because it's a mark on the league and trying to market the league at that time to be a high-level league to get rid of this stuff that was happening. Gary Bettman made that dis- suspension of 21 games. It was just a message being sent to the players. And that was that with, you know, Dale Hunter happened to be caught in that because it was, you know, Dale Hunter had a reputation. It was a perfect scenario for him to make that decision. So I don't see that kind of a of a suspension cup. They don't won't use that as a precedent. I don't believe because that happened like in 1993, like you say. There's a different a different sort of a thing happening in the in the league today. Yeah, Morgan Riley is not that type of player. I you know I think he's a, he's one of the best players in the league and on you know as a as a rushing defenseman. But I don't believe that they're going to use that as a precedent. They're going to look at the at the whole scenario. They're going to determine that you know what the action was at that point in time and. Try to understand why maybe there's something that could happen during the game. Who knows? There's lots of things that happen within the game. And they'll make a decision based on primarily the fact that he cross-checked him to the head and there's no injury really involved in the play. So we'll see. There's lots of factors that will be involved in making that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, 
Sheldon Keefe has already gone on record saying, oh, cross-checks like that happen all the time, and uh, there's never any suspensions. Well, he's a coach. He's he's (laughs) about to throw his player under the bus. No, absolutely. Is is there not a precedent, however, that if if it's an in-person hearing, uh, that's certainly more severe than, uh, or usually anyhow, uh, you're bringing it to New York, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a pretty intense conversation because I think yeah. the fact that he cross-checked into the head is the biggest issue right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Meantime, we are just a, a day and a half removed here from uh, what was a real exciting Super Bowl finish. Uh, the first half of the game uh, was a little slow. But boy, that uh, that second half and then the overtime was uh, just as thrilling as you could probably get. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, beat the San Francisco 49ers in overtime. Uh, and I'm just curious, Gary, uh, what did you think of the game? But also, that's three Super Bowl wins in five years now for the Chiefs. Uh, you have to call this team a, a dynasty now, don't you? Oh, I, I, I think so, for sure. Um it uh, you know it, it lived up to to the hype. It was uh, it was a great football game to watch. Um, you know I, I think uh, San Francisco uh, certainly had an opportunity in in the second half. Um, but uh, you know Kansas City came out and had the ball first, and and Mahomes threw a pick. Um, the, the score is ten to three, I believe, at that time for uh, for uh, the 49ers. Uh, they had an opportunity then their next three possessions uh, to, to put more points up on the board and, and kind of extend that lead and, and put more pressure on the Chiefs. And, and they you know, three and out, three and out, three and out. Um, and eventually, uh, you know, San Fran came back. Now, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs came back. Um, a lot of people are pointing to the missed, uh, the missed extra point. Um, as you know, as as key, um, and I, I I say another scenario uh, to that um, would be you know if if they make that extra point, they're up four uh, in the last uh, few seconds there when when uh, the Chiefs are down and they, they kick a field goal. Um, I suggest that uh, if the if the difference was four and not three, uh, they'd have gone for it. Put the ball in Mahone's hand and probably scored then. Uh, <laughs> won the game in, in regulation time. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know, you, you, I, you don't necessarily. At least I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't say that that uh, extra point was. You know, the, the fumbling, the, the or messing up, kicking around the, the punt, uh, and and gave the ball back to Kansas City and they scored on the first play after that. That was probably a bigger play to, to me. Yeah, uh, for sure. And the outcome uh, than that extra point. Gary, the thing that I was interested in watching the game, and I was thinking about you know you as being a coach at that at the you know, university level. When that when Mahomes went over, well, not Mahomes, um, when Kelsey went over and kind of gave bumped into to the coach there, Andy Reid. I was wondering, did they ever have a player come over and give you a little bump once in a while and tell you to let, put me in the game, or did they ever have that happen at all? I, I can't say as I no I, I can't recall anybody coming over and giving me a shove, um, but uh, you know I, it, it's an emotional sideline. It's an emotional game, and uh, um, although I don't condone it, um, I, I you know I, I think that you don't see that thing all the time. 
or those things all the time. Uh, you know, the games that aren't on TV, but I, I think there's certainly, uh, you know, many occasions where, uh, it gets heated on the sideline. Um, but I, you know, adversity had uh, apparently, uh, Kelsey wanted the football, get, give me the football, give me the football. Um, and, uh, you know, I, and so adversity, uh, you, you can't let that be uh, the excuse for, for poor behavior. And, and uh, yeah, Holmes and uh, Rice had a bit of a heated argument on the sidelines, too. Like, enough sidelines, did the players really did they get involved and heated with each other and stuff at times? Or when you were coaching, did you, did yeah. you see that at all? Or? Yeah, it, 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 certainly, it certainly happens. As I said, it, it's, it's a... You know, it, it, it's an emotional game, and uh, you know. But there's a there's a rookie. Rice is a rookie, uh, and uh, he's getting in Mahomes' face. Uh, one of the greatest of all time. I, uh, you know, that that's uh, that shows you uh, that shows you that you know how fired up they get for him to have the guts to do that. Um, and I think Mahomes calmed him down. And, and the thing is, now you know the game's over and they won, right? Yeah. So they they can now say you know Andy's going at you know it's okay that you know that's happened before and and Mahomes say yeah you know that uh, just the heat of the moment and you know they lose a football game and there's probably a little different feeling about those two actions uh, you know by those two guys but uh, um, anyhow it, it it definitely happens sure there's a classic moment on uh, you can find it on YouTube it was done by NFL Films where uh, Peyton Manning was getting into it one time with uh, his offensive line when he was still with the Colts. Um, and he was still, I can't remember the name of the of the center now, escapes me, uh, but it was Peyton Manning really just yelling at this, uh, this center that uh, he had for years with Indianapolis. And uh, it, it's, just, it's just great television because it shows you the passion that is on those sidelines during games. Well, didn't uh, Tom Brady at one time? I watched him in a game go after his line one time. He was just ripping on him. Uh, oh, probably. Yeah, in one of the games I saw, I'd seen that before. But something that's interesting to watch them with, on the sidelines a little bit with what they, the actions that you see there sometimes as good as stuff that's happening in the game. But did you think the referee, I thought, the, I thought the, the officials did really well in that game. I thought they really officiated a really clear game in that one. Yep. There was nothing that I could see that happened in that game that was not. You know the calls are pretty well clear and and strong. I think. No, I I agree. It, it you know there there wasn't an incident you know that you could point to and go, you know that there was the officials again and and they you know they've had that certainly the last the last few years, but uh, you no know, I, I I thought uh, that they did go do a good job. I thought the same, and it's funny you mentioned that Lance when they were um, doing the coin flip for to start the overtime. And the referee was there talking. And I thought to myself, wow, the referee and his staff have done a really good job this game. They haven't had one call that I could remember that was really controversial. And then and then they got through uh, the entire overtime, another 15 minutes of football, without making another call that uh, yeah. was really that controversial. I, I thought they did a great job. One one interesting thing uh, with, with that coin flip, um, and there there's some talk now of of, of San Francisco, uh, and uh, you know not understanding what the rules were uh, for overtime. 
and uh, the fact that uh, they won the toss and took the football uh, it, it is a controversy. And, and, and uh, you know, in, in overtime, uh, it, it, uh, it makes some sense that you let the other team go first and then you know what you have to do when you get the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, you may want to, you know, when you're back in your own end, you're going to, you're going to use all four downs, uh, you know, to, to get into, to, to at least get into field goal range. So, um, it, it, it's interesting there that, uh, you know, whether they did or whether they didn't, but, uh, I think a lot of people would have said, uh, you know, Casey, you, you go first. Just a couple of more points for me that I wanted to make on that game. I, um, I, I was I was curious that the 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 49ers really didn't make that much use of Christian McCaffrey in the third quarter. Um, you were talking, Gary, about how you know the 49ers had some three and outs in that uh, second half, and uh, later uh, I was reading somewhere where McCaffrey in the third quarter only had two touches and I'm thinking wow yeah I don't really remember him much in that third quarter when I mean here's your you know you're one of your most valuable players uh in in uh in the league offensively and uh you're not getting him the ball uh, so there was that and also I before the game started and we were talking last week about how you know our our heart says San Francisco but our head says Kansas City and in the end, it was, um, in the end, it was Patrick Mahomes being just a little bit better than Brock Purdy, and that shouldn't have come as a surprise because I mean, here's Patrick Mahomes, you know, his his third Super Bowl, and he's now won his third, and here's Brock Purdy, you know, albeit a real good quarterback, but still very young, uh, pretty inexperienced when it comes to big game situations like that, and. And Mahomes, uh, you know, was definitely the, the, the difference and, and the better quarterback down the stretch there. Well, he sure marched him down the field at the end of that, uh, for that winning touchdown. That was an incredible run that they did there. Some great play calling and some, you know, awesome play by Mahomes. And the, the run he did that he had to get those little, the yardage he got, that one run he did to set it all up. And yeah, he, he is, he is, he is a real thing. I'll tell you, he's something else to watch. He's fun to watch. Um, uh, I think that, uh, that, then all that, that last play at that pass they made for that touchdown was a beautiful call on their part for that play. But I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a, I mean, he's going to be a hall of famer. Yeah. What, one of the, one of the reasons, uh, Randy, that, uh, McCaffrey didn't touch the ball much in the third quarter, when you go three and out three consecutive times, you've only run nine plays. True enough. You know, the, the, the kid touched the ball 30 times during the football game. Uh, he, he had 22 rushes for 80 yards, and he had he caught eight passes for 80 yards. Um, so that I'm, I'm sure that's right uh, about what they were hoping in terms of, of usage for, for McCafferty. Uh, the thing is that 22 for 80 on the ground, uh, again, you've got to give Spagnola, that, that defensive coordinator for, uh, for Kansas City, a lot of credit. Uh, they 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 held him in check, and uh, you know in, in terms of uh, Mahomes versus Purdy, um, uh, again, uh, you know Mahomes he is a Hall of Famer. There's no question he's going to be one of the best, if not the best, when this 
when this thing's over, when his career's over. Um, and he did a great job uh, moving him down the field when he had to. And, and that's, that's what he does. That's what he does. And, and, uh, as you said, Randy, our, our heart was with, uh, with Purdy and, and the 49ers, but you know, our, our head certainly told us that, you know, if Mahomes get an opportunity late in the game, he was going to move him down and score. And, and that's exactly what he did. Um, it, it was a pretty even football game stat wise. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think first downs were about the same. Uh, time of possession was about the same. About the same. Uh, Casey had a little bit more yardage. Before I think it was four fifty to three eighty, something like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, Kelsey was only he only had one one pass one yard in the first half. Yeah, you talk. That was his stat in the first half. I was like shocked when I saw that. Yeah. Well, he, that- you talk about underutilized. Yeah, I'm talking about McCaffrey there in the third quarter. But you're right, yeah. Kelsey. He was he, he was not even a factor in the first half. Well, he made a great play that one. He caught that one pass. He, I don't know who the football player was for the 49ers. He drove. He tried to drive his shoulder into him, and he went through him just 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 tore tore the kid's shoulder out. I think that he hit. Man, I'll tell you, he's one he's one beast. That Kelsey. That uh, yeah, but but again, once it when it mattered in the second half and in the fourth quarter. Kelsey ends up with nine catches for 90 yards. Um, on the other side, and it was kind of the, the matchup was Kelsey versus Kittle uh, for San Fran. Kittle had two catches for four yards, yeah. and uh, and that, that's huge. Yeah. You know, it would, uh, that's a big difference. And, and uh, but it, it was a fun matchup and a, a really fun game to watch. Yeah, well, Reed McIntyre did a great, great. Uh, uh, anthem there at the beginning she yeah. was she she was five seconds under the over under <laughs> or no no i no was it five seconds it was less than that it was a half a second <laughs> and someone and someone on that over under won a million dollars no way no I, I i that i don't know um you did a good job i like reba mcintyre she's awesome well, Gary, you said it was a fun game to watch. Apparently, a lot of people watched it. I, I saw this morning, and I, I don't know if this is accurate because you can't believe everything you read on the Internet. I saw this morning from Radiotimes.com that it was the most watched Super Bowl in history, which is surprising, uh, and also the second most TV program in history after the Apollo 11 moon landing in 1969. So if that's true, if that's true, I mean, that that's phenomenal. I mean, that's one of the biggest all time television events in history. And of course, of course, Taylor Swift fans are claiming credit for all of that because Taylor Swift was getting so much airtime. But uh, that's, those are, that's an interesting uh, sort of sideline to that game, if if indeed that is true, that that is the most watched Super Bowl ever. Yeah, that uh, the, the Swifties were definitely out. The Swifties were out. But, um, Taylor well, Swift has de- definitely been a big story with that whole like that whole year. I don't know if the NFL likes it or, or hates it. I'm not sure, but oh, I think the NFL. Story. I think the NFL loves it because it's getting people talking about the NFL who aren't football fans. Well, uh, speaking of, of watching the Super Bowl, uh, Gary, I was talking to you at one point, and you said that you had to miss the beginning of the Super Bowl because you were too busy watching golf on Sunday night. 
and and the reason was uh, Nick Taylor, a Canadian, uh, was on the uh, in, in the process of winning the Phoenix Open uh, on the second hole of a playoff. So that ran a little long, and uh, I just want to talk about a, a real big weekend uh, for some Canadians, I- including Nick Taylor. You were just thrilled to watch that, Gary. Well, yeah, I, I was wearing out my remote uh, about the, the start of that game, back and forth, back and forth. It, you know, the, the, the kid was uh, the kid was chasing down uh, Charlie Hoffman, and he he was only a stroke back, and and uh, um, you know he, he ends up he buries five of the last six holes he plays, uh, two of them in uh, in the playoff. He birdied eighteen three times in a row. Uh, and ends up, uh, he won the golf tournament. And, uh, you know, we talked about purses last week, uh, Lance, you know, our, the PGA versus Liv. He, he took home $1.58 million All right. For, for his week's work. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's a kid that uh, back last summer, you know, rolled in that 70-some-odd footer, you know, the first Canadian to, to, to win that Canadian Open since 1954 or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. is U.S. By the way, Aid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, it's so great to see, and, and there's so many great Canadian kids on that tour. So, anyhow, I, I, I was, I was back and forth, and and uh, so I, I actually I missed that long, long pass um, uh, in, in the first half uh, by KC, and then Pacheco fumbling. I, I missed that whole series, okay. but. Uh, Anyhow, it, 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 it was worth it because it was great to see him win. I was supervising the Laurie Hawks game that they're winning in, uh, in, the, in the play-in game when they won in overtime. But, you know, that was, that was just a little, that was a little bit lower level than uh, the golf, I guess. That's a, that was important, though. Good job. It was awesome. It was a great game. <laughs> then there was, uh, I mean, you're going from Taylor Swift to, to Nick Taylor, I guess. It's kind of a <laughs> different kind of jump around there. <laughs> nice, nice segue there, Lance. It's, you sound like a former broadcaster. Yeah, yeah until Rogers fired me. But Gary, I, I, I know you take so much uh, pride in Canadian golfers. I mean, uh, you know, you're. I know you're a big Brooke Henderson fan, and and the success of Nick Taylor here in the last twelve months has just got to make you feel great about the future of the game in Canada. Oh, it it, it absolutely is. That that's his fourth tour win. And, uh, you know, and, and interesting, you remember the Canadian Open when uh, when Adam Hadwin uh, came yeah. running up with a green and he got tackled yes. uh, by one of the uh, the security. Uh, he was there again. He, he was right on the on the uh, side of the green. And they, they interviewed him and said, are you going out? Are you going out to celebrate? He said, no, I learned my lesson. I'm staying right here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Now there's there's so many great Canadians now uh, on the tour and, and and playing golf and young kids coming up and and uh, the future is really looking great for uh, for us in, in in golf. Did you see the Canadian fans that were there? And then yeah. when you showed up, they'd sing "Oh Canada." Yeah, you see the group in Mountie outfits. No, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, on, on sixteen on the on the uh, stadium hall. Yeah, there's a whole whack of them in Maori uniforms. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, I still remember very well the night that uh, Mike Weir won the Masters, and uh, and I had the distinct pleasure of having interviewed Mike Weir about 10 years before that. Uh, he was a Sarnia guy, and uh, and at that time I was doing uh, uh, a half-hour show from southwestern Ontario and interviewed Mike Weir, and, and just watching on TV that night and seeing him win the Masters, I think it was 2003, uh, that was one of the most thrilling things that, uh, that I've ever seen. So good for Nick Taylor and good for Canadian golf. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to watch when Canadians do well at, on that stage. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't just, uh, golf, uh, as you mentioned, uh, it was a great weekend for, for Canada. Um, and you, you might want to reference the, 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 the hockey and the, and the basketball as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, so so Canada, the, the Canadian women's hockey team, um, had a rivalry series with the Americans, and uh, best of seven, U.S. won the first three, and and Canada then came back and and did what they're calling the reverse sweep, where Canada won the last four games to win the rivalry series, and uh, the last game was a pretty convincing six to one win, and uh, again for Canadian women's hockey that. That's uh, great to see you, Lance. Yeah, well, it was, it was a good. I watched part of that hockey game. It was uh, it was pretty. The speed of the game was really really high. <clears throat> they had a really high. The, the level of play was really high for both sides. But but Canada just turned it on. It wasn't. It was just a team that was not gonna. You know, they they probably played their best game. And then we go back to the announcers again because the people who announced that game were fantastic. They made they made the game really exciting. It was. Uh, it was really, it was a really fun game to watch, and I, I watched uh, not all of it, but most of it. They're up three nothing when I last, when I was last watching, and I guess they went on to, to the six one win. But I was really impressed with the level of play for sure, and the officiating is. I go back to the officiating; it, it helps that the, the better the officiating, the better it's going to make the product. I believe in regards to the women's hockey, and they really did a good job of how they called that hockey game. The, the interesting thing uh, too was with the, the the you know coming back to to win it uh, four games to three is they did the same thing last year. Exactly the same scenario. They lost the first three and came back and won the next four. Um, and, and to their credit, that last game, 6-1 on Sunday, was in Minneapolis. In, yeah, in Minnesota. So it, it was on the road, uh, you know, hostile uh, territory, and and, uh, and they won it pretty convincingly. So, uh uh, and you, you mentioned uh, again how how great the game was in, ter- in terms of skill and and, and so on. Um, it also was was more physical, I thought, than what no- that it normally is in, in the international play. And, and I think the PWHL has had a bit of an influence there, yeah. uh, where they they let it go a little bit more. And it's a little more physical, and 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 you could see that carry over uh, into that game on Sunday. So it. it uh, it was a terrific game. Yeah. We had a great crowd. Yeah. The building was pretty well packed. Yeah. That was, that was, that's fantastic. Yeah. And and one more shout out before we go here for, for Canadian sport, the Canadian women's basketball team uh, qualified for the Olympics uh, later this year in Paris by winning a qualifying uh, berth in Hungary on the weekend. And uh, I mean... Terrific to see. That's now, I believe, going to be the fourth 
straight time that uh, Canadian women's basketball team will be in the Olympics. And uh, um, they they earned that spot uh, by, they got a little help when I, I believe, uh, was it Spain beat, um, Spain beat Hungary, I think, uh, to give Canada that spot. But to take nothing away from Canada, they're in the Olympics. Yeah, it it is a fourth uh, fourth in a row, Rand, and and uh, first time both the men and women have qualified. Uh, I think since uh, twenty years or so, uh, and uh, so yeah, and it's great uh, that they won this or the, they won the berth uh, without Kia Nurse, uh, one of their their top kids um, uh, that uh, she, she got injured uh, previous to the tournament starting. And uh, so I, I think they're they're going to be competitive certainly uh, in the Olympics, and, and it's great to see both teams moving on. Yep. And uh, congratulations to I, I got to say this, Bridget Carlton, who has been one of the best players on that Canadian team in the last few years, uh, also plays in the WNBA, but uh, certainly a big part of that Canadian team. Uh, a Chatham Ontario uh, kid. Uh, who is uh, probably the biggest uh, uh, name uh, in sports in Chatham right now as far as what is she's doing on the international stage. So good for Bridget Carlton. Maybe the second biggest name in, in Chatham uh, on, on the sports, uh, sports field. Behind? <laughs> behind, the can- behind the candy man. <laughs> no, we won't go there. <laughs> Hey, guys, this has been terrific. I want to say uh, coming up next week, uh, we're going to do one of our topics is going to be our favorite sports movies of uh, all time. Uh, Last week, we talked about our favorite announcers, uh, and uh, we we, we really enjoyed doing that. And so uh, we want to do one on our sports movies. And uh, so all all three of us are going to offer our, our favorite movies of all time. So that'll be something to look forward to. And yeah, that's that wraps the show, guys. Uh, we're at forty minutes, and uh, that's about what we want to keep it at. Uh, any last thoughts about uh, I don't know Morgan Riley or the Super Bowl moving forward here? Well, I, I hope that they, uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm hoping the best for Morgan Riley. I think he's a great hockey player. I you know that he's not just uh, if he gets a full the full onslaught of six games, I guess that'll be tough to go through, but. Um, I hope they do do send a good message to the league that that's not something we want to see. Yeah, I'd, I, uh, I I'm anxious to see what uh, what they decide, and and uh, I'm hopeful it's not uh, it's not six. I, I hope it's a couple of games and and uh, you know message delivered and, and let's move on. Very good. You can always reach us at what do you know about sports at gmail.com. We read all your emails and uh, we really appreciate hearing from you and suggestions are always welcome. And also please remember to like subscribe and comment and tell your friends about what we're doing here because uh, we're really enjoying this and uh, we'd like as many people as possible to uh, tune in and, and see what, uh, see what's going on with us. Fellas have a great week and, uh, We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yep. Talk to you then. Take care.